Hi, welcome to my creativity. about being creative and producing output. I'm your host, Surrey. I reveal how I work, my projects, my process, well, my creativity, from the planning and goal setting to how I stay accountable for my output, to the way ideas pop into my head and the frameworks I use to stimulate my creativity and formalize it. Now, each episode, I go over last week's goals. and At the end of the episode, I give you some new goals I intend to achieve in the following week. Now, for those of you who are paying attention, I didn't release an episode last week. That's a real shame. But things got in the way and it just wasn't going to happen. As it turns out, this is episode 57. So more than a year's worth of podcasting here. So, you know, allow me one or two misses. So last week's goal, the last week's I had was talking about fixing my hips and doing cycling. Now, this is because... Due to a strained hamstring, I've been favoring my left leg and my right hip has suffered as a result. I found some exercises and stretches to fix that. So I'm doing those exercises and, and stretches. And in the meantime, I'm cycling uh, about an hour per go in order to not strain or injure my hips any further. Good luck with this. I hope it works. Uh, short story. Oh, man. Working these short stories has been like pulling teeth. Now, it's been a while since I've done short stories, so I'm a little bit out of practice. I keep wanting to write in a very long form, which is great for, you know, a 70 or 80 or 110,000 word novel, but try and do a 5,000 word short story. As it turns out, this 5,000 word short story I was aiming for is at 2,000 words and We'll probably go to more like ten or fifteen thousand words before it's all said and done. We'll see if I can get in there and be more concise and to the point with my writing once I've written the the thing. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, Hansel and Gretel redone, which is going to be called Hansel and Greta, is coming along nicely. I've set up the characters at the start. I've introduced this um, foreshadowing of uh, Hansen becoming more narcissistic uh, and Greta turning to a cannibal. And I'm just about to have them get dumped in the city by their dad and without a trail of stones to find their way home. So that's... I'm not making as quick progress as I'd like. Things will change now. The kids are going back to school on Monday. They've been home from school for the past eight weeks. And in those eight weeks, it's it's been um, challenging to find how to prioritize my time correctly or efficient, efficiently and effectively. But that's changing now. So this week, I actually want to talk a bit about some of these writing rules that we all know about 
And this is interesting from a creative point of view because in creative endeavors there are rules. And I use the term rule not in an absolute sense, but rather uh, let's call them strong guidelines. Well, they're rules if you want to achieve certain things. Let's put it that way. In painting, there are rules regarding uh, line, color, definition, um, placement on a page, negative space, positive space, all these sorts of things. Same with photography. Same with you know, songwriting. There's rules about uh, verses and choruses, scales, keys, and so on. Perfectly fine to disregard any or all of those so-called rules if you are trying to do what might be called something a bit experimental or avant-garde you're trying to achieve something that's different but if you're trying to do something that's effective you usually start with the rules and move forward from there so in writing because at the moment i'm doing a lot of writing i'm really hoping to get into some video and script writing soon but i can get what i'm doing now done in writing, then, we have the biggest one that I think I think you shouldn't break is show, don't tell. Now, it's something that we as writers are constantly being told. We have to show the reader our world, show them our characters, and let them experience the story. And I've thought a lot about this old rule, and I've come up with a way I find useful to weed out my telling and replace it with showing. But first, what is telling? And what do I mean when I say telling? The easiest way I find is to read my work out loud. If it sounds like I'm recounting something that happened, like I'm chatting with friends, then it's probably telling. Some people call it a laundry list. So here is an example. Ratchet Man is a superhero of some sort. Ratchet Man flew over the Perth skyline. He stopped and looked at the beautiful river dotted with boats. If you read the above out loud, you'll hopefully see what I mean about it sounding like you're just recounting events while chatting. That's how I think of it. So what is showing then? Showing is when you write about the experience of doing the action. Is a form of writing that would sound funny if you spoke like that in casual conversation if you read it out loud and it sounds just like you're reading a story out loud then it's probably showing here's the same example rewritten and don't judge me too harshly on this this is just supposed to be a quick example wind whipped ratchet man's cape about as a perth skyline slipped beneath him the the boat dotted river caught his attention rendering him speechless with its beauty so if you read that you know reading that out loud it would kind of sound funny if i was just chatting with a friend you don't talk to people about that you don't say i i was straddled astride my mighty bike wind buffeting my face and the sounds of seagulls flashing by as i race down that you don't talk like that that's not the way humans talk but in this case, when you're writing a story, that's how you want to write. So you can feel, in my example, the cape flapping in the wind, and you see the city as, as Ratchet Man flies over it. That's what showing is all about. Most of your writing should be showing. But every now and then, you will need to tell. So when to tell and when to show. 
after reading all about showing and not telling, except when you should tell and not show, I've been left wondering, like you, when you do which. I've read a lot of books. That's not a boast. If I hadn't read a lot of books by now, I would be in trouble. So I've read science fiction, fantasy, biography, literary fiction, and books about guns and cars and stuff, monsters, dinosaurs. I'm a, you know, that's how I roll, I guess. In all the story-driven stuff, I would say about 90 to 95% is showing and the remainder is telling. Okay, maybe biographies have more telling, but not all. As a rule, I show. But when I need to skip ahead or pass over some necessary yet uninteresting detail, I tell. So I'll continue on with my example of Ratchet Man. God knows what his superpowers are. What would Ratchet Man's superpower be? Uh, he can move forward but not backwards. Wind whipped Ratchet Man's cape about as the Perth skyline slipped underneath him. The boat-dotted river caught his attention, rendering him speechless with his beauty. It was midnight, time to fly home. It's not a great example, but I wanted to show you the ratio of showing versus telling and do it quickly without you know, writing a whole chapter. So the first two sentences are showing, because I want you to feel the flight and experience the river. The second two sentences I'm telling, because while it's important that you know it's midnight and he has to go home, it isn't important that you feel that. I, I could have written something like, the moon's bright glow lit the low-lying clouds with a ghostly radiance. Ratchet Man raised his arm and glanced at his watch. He squinted to make out the dial. Midnight. He banked into a sharp turn, the skyline slewing sideways and dropping away behind him. Blah, 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 blah. You could say that you tell when you need to move quickly without getting bogged down. Sort of like the setup for a joke. Three men walk into a bar. The joke only really starts after the men get into the bar and start talking to the bartender. So you tell the audience the entry and then start showing them the joke. Uh, I, I don't want you to confuse this then with setup for your three-act three act story. Like, that's not the same sort of thing. What I'm saying is that it's not really important how these three men got into the bar or what they looked like or what they were doing or what they smelt or heard. We just want to say that they're in the bar. Now let's start showing you what's going on in the bar. Right, so there's a bit of an overload here on this. I'm sure anyone who has tried to learn how to write, uh, you know, when I say learn how to write, I mean write in a uh, literary sense. I don't know what sense that is. So in my in my research and learning, I found I got a bit overloaded with these so-called rules for writing. And a lot of people disagree with them being rules. I, I really do think you need to stick to them until you know what they are specifically and only deviate when you intentionally want to achieve a specific effect. You don't just deviate because you're lazy and you can't be bothered trying to figure out a way of doing it otherwise. You do it when you really want to do something very particular. So show uh, and don't tell is, is the first rule I've spoken about. It's this, there's avoid adjectives, is use variety in sentence length, engage the five senses, start as close to the action as possible, don't you use more words than you need and so on. So the only way I've found to incorporate them all is to write, revise, 
read out loud. So the reading out loud is very important. It shows you when you're in doing an info dump. So that's another one of these rules. You don't do info dumps. An info dump is where you just start explaining everything in minute detail. Though interestingly enough, there are a number of authors who have made a career doing that. Uh, Tom Clancy, for example, his, his books are mostly info dump. And that's his market. But anyway, when you read out loud, you can definitely tell it. It picks out awkward sentences. Uh, you get hint when you're telling rather than showing. I read to my wife. And this is an interesting point here. My first book I wrote, and this is a, this is a, a bit of a, a point about, what do you call it, growth mindset, and an example of it. So the first book I wrote, which was called The West Queen, it's an epic fantasy story, never been published. I did this process, I read it out loud to my wife, and so on. And it took just seven revisions, including two complete rewrites, before it read smoothly and easily. Yeah, so I've updated this now because I have grown and learnt. I've also developed some new processes which allow me to cut down this seven revision business. I get that down to three revisions before I read it out loud to my wife or, or give it to a beta reader or in some way gain feedback. And that's part of the subject of the book I'm writing at the moment, which is untitled, but it's, it's essentially... Eight Steps to Writing a Novel. And it is an efficiency-focused process, which is to say, from start to finish, you're not pissing around, wasting your time on garbage activities, like revising seven times and complete rewrites. If you're doing complete rewrites and having to revise seven times, you have done it wrong. Next week... I might talk a bit about traditional publishing versus self-publishing. Now, this is a bit of controversy, and maybe it'll explain a few things about my ideas and thoughts. Although, if you've been listening to my creativity, you've probably got a pretty good insight into my thinking process. If not, you've not been paying attention, go back and listen to it again. Send me money. <laughs> Ta-da! Next week's goals. Oh, no, hang on. There's a bit of news here. Okay, so first of all, check out Personalized, groovy podcast by my good friend Vincent King. It's an interview sort of talk show that gets in and has personal chats with various creative people. Very interesting. Uh, also, I'm currently in the process of coming up with this idea of a sort of micro audio drama reality show and I say reality show in quotation marks here because it will actually be not real it'll be fake a fake reality show about the rise and the trials and tribulations of a mighty media empire and it's somewhat inspired by the story of Gimlet called Startup we'll see how that gets along I'll tell, I'll tell you more when I've figured out more it's, at the moment it's just kind of this uh general vague dream of mine to do these sorts of interesting things so next week's goals 
the same as the last one. Yeah, at the moment, I'm really sort of bogged down in this. I'm, I'm trying to get this short story done, and I'm trying to fix my hips. So the short story, and it's on Gretel. As I said, it's probably it might even be coming down to a novelette size, ten thousand, fifteen thousand words, somewhere in that region, and it's interesting. I think people will find it interesting because I'm all about trying to find a way of giving value. Because only when you produce value do you, you gain value in return. Uh, it's interesting, and the value comes from the fact that I've got this worksheet. So I've worked through, and I've told you I've got this how to write a novel book. And it's based on the process that I developed over many years. And I, I say developed this over many years without being silly about it, because the tonight's um, discussion about showing and telling was actually a blog I wrote and published back in 2011 on a website now that a blog that is well, don't worry about it, man you can't you're not going to have any way of finding it but 2011 is when I wrote that so that was nine years ago and in that time I have been doing a lot of thinking and research and so I've come up with a way of because uh, I said I, I wrote this fantasy novel it took three years to write uh, i revised seven times i rewrote complete rewrites twice throughout 30 40 000 words it was just painful and i'm still reading it and it's it's not it's not quite there you know like it's pretty cool and what i'm thinking i might do rather than releasing it as a trilogy i might just release it as like a uh, i might even do it serialized and then release it later on but anyway uh, I'm getting, my, getting behind myself there. So what I've got, I've got a process that I go through. And using this process, I wrote an audio drama uh, and produced it and also wrote three novels in a year. A big difference from one novel in three years to three novels in one year. And I want to be able to showcase this. So thus, I'm writing this short story. And I've got the worksheet. The worksheet is where the value is. The short story, I hope you'll find it entertaining, interesting. It's a little bit creepy a bit bizarre a bit, a bit unpleasant that's the way it's meant to be and the worksheet however shows going through from coming up with the idea doing a top-down break you know a top-down analysis a bottom-up analysis fleshing out the world the characters and their motivations uh, supporting cast and the sort of main villain the planning then of working out how I'm going to break down the plot points by word count, that's a very important thing because it it keeps you focused and keeps you moving along tightly. It also shows me, however, that my 5,000 word goal is being blown out of the water because my concept is bigger than 5,000 words. But that's okay because these things aren't set in stone. Planning a novel or planning a short story does not mean that you've carved it in stone and that's the end of it. Okay, We're creative people. We're allowed to change things. Uh, it talks about, um, the, well, then, then we go through all the parts, all the plot points. So how to evolve a story in a way that moves through necessary phases. And if we're talking about music, for example, you have an intro and then you have a uh, verse, usually, you can do, but usually a verse, and a bit of a bridge, and then often you'll skip where you would normally have the first chorus, you don't have it. 
and then you hit the verse and the bridge and then you hit with a big chorus and then an instrumental or, or a vocal solo or something or like a breakdown maybe and then you'll have another verse a chorus and then a reprise and these are uh, rules as I've said which can all be ignored but if you follow them they work so I've got this worksheet which flows through all the major plot points for this story how they're done and the word count breakdown and so when I write this short story uh, there'll be like a, a way of you know I'll highlight each part and say this is what I'm doing and this is why I'm doing it this is how it all fits together as a story and how it came together using my uh, planning process how that turned into this short story and that way I can get this short story out there. People will read it and get value from reading a short story, but then they'll see this this process actually in action. And hopefully, they'll get some sort of value out of that and go, you know what, I'm going to buy that book because I can see that this isn't just someone's made some crap up, pulled it out of their ass, and chucked it on the paper. It, it will actually work, and perhaps it'll work for me. So there you go. Look out for Personalized. That's a great show. And also, I will be I will be getting more information about this micro audio drama. It should be fun. See ya.